welcome to a special Saturday edition of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. And why Saturday? Well, because last night I ventured into the outside world for, well, my first wrestling show in like two years, and a couple of my buddies went with me, and we're going to talk about yep. everything that happened at Rampage. You got, you got that right. So... Rampage, yeah, Rampage and Dark. Yeah. So you, so the voices you hear are of uh, Ed and Brian. What's up? What's up, world? Or Brian and Ed. Howdy. Or Howdy. Or Bed. <laughs> and with bed. me, sitting, my lap, sitting with me is my pet dog, Maisie. Yeah, Maisie, uh, making a return to the show after her breakout performance on the 500th episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, like re- really, most of this episode is going to be about our experience from being at Rampage. I just want to mention a couple of brief news reports, news updates, um... Because it was the week, sometimes the week before a major pay-per-view, like the Royal Rumble, is kind of a slow week. So, uh, just going to mention a couple things here and there. Nothing really earth-shattering, um, but, excuse me, uh, tomorrow night, uh, is... Game Changer Wrestling, their big pay-per-view in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, There are two ways that you can watch it. You can watch it on Fight TV. Only 25 bucks, which is a really good price. I I paid for my view today. Uh, And then they're also doing it on traditional pay-per-view as well. I don't know what the price is for that. If it's more than 25 bucks... I suggest going with the Fight TV coverage there. Um, And also, uh, a big weekend because this is the weekend of the first annual, at least I'm hoping it's an annual thing, of the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. This is the inaugural class of 2022, and this is actually going on as we're recording. Um... But the complete list, the complete class, a very good class, Homicide, Jerry Lynn, Lufisto, Dave Dave Prezak, Ruckus, and Tracy Smothers. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that name in a while. So very, for that, that's a strong first class for independent wrestling. To have a Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, some ECW oh, wrestlers in there. Yeah, I see some I mean, Tracy ECW Smothers wrestlers. And Tracy Mothers and Jerry Lynn. Yeah, I mean, ECW, CZW, IWA, Ring of Honor, um, Jersey All-Pro, just to name a few. So, congratulations to all of them for a, a really a terrific honor. You know. Insert golf clap. Yes, insert golf clap. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, 
The other, well, I, I guess we could talk about this because we talked about this last night on the ride home. Because this was really, this is how like slow of a news week this was. Someone getting a name change ends up being your biggest story of the week. But for all the wrong reasons. So, about a week ago, a little over a week ago, WWE had filed a trademark claim for the name Gunther Stark. And... Apparently, and this is kind of like the running joke, WWE did not Google Gunther Stark. That's like the running joke. For those who don't know who Gunther Stark is, he was a World War II U-boat commander for the Nazis and died in 1944 during World War II. Well, earlier this week, of all people, Walter, who, like, well, it's Walter. Let's just say that. He's like a kick-ass, he's German, correct? I I believe he's German or Austrian, one of the two. Austrian, okay. He's a kick-ass European guy. Yeah. With the name Walter, (laughs) he's a kick-ass guy. Well, he... After a match on NXT, took the microphone and proclaimed himself the winner of the match, but as Gunther. Jeez. And it's like, no. Of all the people, you know. Well, WWE a couple days ago have abandoned the trademark filing for the name Gunther Stark. So Walter is just going to be known as Gunther. Well, I have my opinions on this, but I cuz I know we talked about this last night. Mhm. What are, what are your thoughts in, in general of the of the name? Of Gunther Stark Gunther sounds like a character from some 1980s comedy show. Why? That's the WWE's. Let's just say the WWE's making a lot of stupid moves, and they're just proving me right. Yeah, I yeah, I don't care for WWE as much. Yeah, I prefer like the original WWE, but this one is just uh make up your minds with the name changes. Ugh. I'll I'll be honest because this is my feeling on this. If if cuz I I guess somewhere in WWE land they don't like the name Walter. I I don't know. If they had just said, okay, we're going to change your name. We're just going to make it Gunter. No no last name, no background, none of that. I 
probably would be okay with it. But when news comes out that you're going to trademark the name of a Nazi, you better be expecting some backlash. And it's like, you know, like some of the places I heard like, oh, you know, are they going to change Tommaso Ciampa's name to Mussolini? Or are they going to change uh, another German's name to Adolf Hitler? And or then, Pinochet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, and then I'm like, okay, well, they have a Russian wrestler. Why not change his name to Joseph Stalin? Or, you know, why not change one of your, you know, Middle Eastern wrestlers' names to Osama bin Laden? Or to uh, Idi Amin. Yeah. Saddam Hussein, something, because that's what WWE yeah. would do. Didn't uh, I remember one year? Didn't they have like some Japanese uh, wrestlers supposed to be like Hiro? I, I can't remember the name. Begins with an H. Yeah, Hirohito. And then they change, and then they change it to Kenzo Suzuki. Yes, um, Brian Alvarez mentioned that uh, earlier this week, and I honestly did not remember at all of this happening. But yeah, Kenzo Suzuki was at one time named Hirohito. And apparently the whole angle was going to be he's the ancestor of Emperor Hirohito. And he was going to get revenge on all Americans, you know, for what they did in World War II. But thankfully that, you know never went anywhere so i'm glad it's some like singing gimmick or american gimmick right. <laughs> where he sings so horribly right because <laughs> you know I would, stereotypes I would, yeah i would say this would be the idea of doing the gunther thing would have been a i'm gonna get some flack for this a error at vince russo thing I don't it sounds think, like a Vince Russo. You know, here's the weird thing, Brian. I don't think even Vince Russo would have done this. Like, I know he, you know, likes to push the envelope and all, but I don't think even Vince Russo would have done something like this. Because huh. that would mean he'd have True. to research, you know, like, American history and world history. So, yeah. I don't know. But... It is what it is, but they've they've given up on the trademark of the name Gunther Stark, thankfully. And uh, we don't have to deal with that anymore. But he's still going to be Gunther, which I guess I'm okay with, but... I'm still going to call him Walter. Just with all my nose at WWE. Yeah. Mm, excuse me. Okay, um... Last bit of news, and then we're going to talk about Rampage. And this actually does concern AEW. Is it is looking like, more than likely, that some talents are going to start getting released by AEW. Um, according to Mike Johnson of PWInsider.com earlier today, uh, there will be additional AEW departures in the next 30 to 60 days. 
uh, one individual who has already said that he's gone as soon as his con or his deal expires next month is Leo Rush. Um, oh. Peter Avalon, his contract has already ended. They did not re-sign him. So he is no longer a full-time member of the roster. Uh, but according to Mike Johnson, it is also possible the departing talent, th these are Johnson's words, the departing talents could be brought back and used on a per-appearance basis, but that remains to be seen rather that happen or not. Uh, a couple of other names that have been mentioned that could be getting released, Marco Stunt, Joey Janela, and Brian Cage. Well, I mean, I heard that Brian Cage was not happy that he wasn't being used, so I just... Yeah. Uh, I think he wanted to be, he wanted to be let go. I uh, don't know much about Janela and and Stunt or Peter Avalon. I think he was called the librarian for a time. Yeah, that's Leva Bates. Leva yeah. Bates is the librarian. She's not there anymore, is she? Uh, last I checked, she is still on the main roster. Yep. She. I saw like a a result that she was uh, she wrestled in uh, the other uh, dark show dark. Wrestled in Dark Elevation. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what the result says. <laughs> I mean, with, with Brian Cage, I'll start with there or there because you know Brian did bring up a good point that you know he had. I, I guess complaining is the right word, but I don't really want to use that word a lot. About, concern. Con, yeah, concern. There we go. About not getting you know, a lack of a push. And then his wife, Melissa Santos, was doing the same thing on Twitter. But as I remind people from time to time, this is also the same woman who said that Brian Cage has a yummy penis. So with that being said, um, and that is a legit, uh, that is a true that. tweet. I did not need to know that. <laughs> that is a true tweet. I know, but I don't need to know that. <laughs> She's the one that Oh my goodness. <sighs> Real, oh my goodness. Okay, can't get that Any, anyway. word out of my Really? 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 Okay. <laughs> anyway, um to go to go uh to go back to the others. Peter Avalon I I have nothing, so I mean just because I don't really know him as well. So I'm not going to really say anything bad about him. Mhm. Mm I know he wrestled like a few matches, yeah. but he didn't do much. I remember, I know he teamed, I know he had like some kind of uh, faction with, I can't remember this other group. I know he was in part of that faction. He was in another faction with um, with Ziggler's brother. Right. That's one of them. And then, well, before that, it was like some kind of a D&D &D, uh, tag team. Yeah. And then they split. And then, I don't know who was, yeah, and then there was like, a faction with uh with uh Ziggler's brother. Right. And, and I don't know what happened to Ziggler's brother too, and I he hasn't Ziggler been utilized. Brother. Yeah, he does. Baby Dolph. <laughs> uh, baby Dolph do 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 baby Dolph. <laughs> oh god, I hope he doesn't listen to this show. He'll be pissed. 
Um, <laughs> um, okay, Marco stunt, cause uh, that one I kind of feel disappointed in, because he was a, a a key factor in Jurassic Express. He was kind of like the hype man in a way, and the fans were really into him. So. I'm kind of disappointed that they're going to let him go or his contract's going to run out. So, that's all I can really say on that. Uh, Joey Janela, I just think he really likes being in the indies. Not not yeah. saying, you know, not saying that, you know, he's you know, getting good paychecks from Tony Khan. I think he is. But, I think he kind of prefers being, you know, with GCW, so I, I think he'll be fine. But the Leo Rush one, he, and I, and I said this, I, I think I said this once, jokingly, he's becoming the Terry Funk of this generation, whereas he's retiring and unretiring so many times it's getting ridiculous. And then they put him in this angle with Dante Martin and he's supposed to be like mm -hmm. this agent and all that. And I mean, cause the, the thing with Lee, cause we've all seen him wrestle before he got big, like mm -hmm. star wise. Yeah. He has the talent. He has the ability. He has it. The biggest problem that Leo Rush has is Leo Rush. His ego is too big. And that's mm -hmm. what, you know, gets in front of him. So, honestly, and I'm sure I'm going to get people that are going to hate what I'm going to say, but I don't care. I think it's a good release. I don't think they're going to lose anything. Mm -hmm. I really don't think they're going to lose anything. Mm -hmm. So. Plus, I think he's wrestling yeah. on New Japan Strong anyway, so it's not like he's gonna, you know, be broke. So. True. So. Um, yeah, let me just double check real quick to make sure. Because um, I do have it. Uh, oh, did I pass it? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, he's on their roster, so. Yeah, he's okay. He'll be fine. Alright. Let's talk about last night and AEW Rampage at the Sports and Entertainment Arena or Entertainment and Sports Arena, whatever the, the name it's, of that building is. ESOP. That's just, it's called ESOP. Okay, we'll ESOP. go with that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh... Second of the two shows that they did uh, this week, they did Rampage or a Dynamite Wednesday night. I did not attend that. None of us did. No. Um, no. I wish, but but I have worked the following day. I think we all did. Plus, yeah. with the weather that night, you know, we thought something was going to come, and it ended up being nothing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a lie. It was. It was. Well, I had a virtual day out of it, so oh. it ended up being all right for me. Yeah. 
Um, now, Ed and Brian, this was their first AEW show. Their first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. And I'm going to kind of open the floor to you guys, and I kind of want to hear your overall thoughts of the experience being at an AEW show. It was amazing. I enjoy every minute of, of the of AEW, watching, seeing all the other uh, stars. Yeah, and, I... and the crowd. Oh my goodness, I love the crowd. Yeah, the crowd was awesome. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's the last like wrestling show I went to was with you guys to New York and it was the garden ring of honor and Mm -hmm. new Japan. But that, I mean, and then there was that WWE one. Oh, the battleground. Battleground, Mm -hmm. whatever the hell they call it. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is, it's been, it was, it's been a while since that. So I really enjoyed it. And like Ed said, I enjoyed the crowd. I mean, I have to ask you, Bill, a lot of who is who, because right. I don't get, I don't mm-hmm. get TNT. I mean, I did for a time, like a free, free week. But then they, then Verizon said you have to have a package deal with us, and mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, that's not happening. Oh, so geez. I can't. So I just said I give it up. I even had to give up Turner Classic Movies, but. That's a whole different story. Anyway. Yeah. Well, plus now with, you know, HBO Max, they've got a lot of. Oh, definitely. The stuff. Anyway, I don't want to divert from our. Divert from the, the conversation about AEW. That's all right. Yeah. I, I was actually hoping that because everyone was still slowly filing in, I thought if they didn't have enough spaces, they could take some people from the mm-hmm. other rows and put them in the front. But that didn't happen. But you know, maybe another time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm also I'm very happy with the seats too. Like, oh, like, even yeah. though even though we're not on te- television, but oh my goodness, we are. We saw um, the commentators. Yeah. Scout has white. Um, Chris Jericho, the demigod, and uh, Excalibur, uh, and Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will say about the venue because this was we. Well, Ed and I, this was our first time at the venue. Brian had been there before with his wife. Yeah, many, um, many years ago when she was teaching uh, in uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virginia. Her students mm-hmm. were uh, in this dance class, and they were invited to do a dance number at the Capital City Go-Go basketball dance. And my wife, Mary, and I got to sit at courtside. I mean, right at the court and... That's pretty That's sweet. That's how close we were. That was... I, yeah. They didn't win, but it was quite a nice experience. But I'll say, you know, and this is the honest truth, there was not one bad seat in that venue. No, it wasn't. Like, you could sit anywhere, you know, and you had a good view of everything. The matches, yeah. the entrances. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, we were able to see people come from the pack. Uh, I think at one point Brian pointed out Tony Schiavone was there. I think maybe it's been Ed. 
That would be me. That, oh, that would was, be okay. Me. That was you, Ed. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, who's that over there? Is that Tony Schiavone? I was like, oh my goodness. And I thought he'd be doing some uh, interviews and all on the show, but I, yeah, we're when doing you it over there. When you said that, I was like, oh, maybe they'll have a, you know, but they never did. Yeah, because I re- I watched when I got home from uh, from the event. I rewatched. I watched the TNT broadcast. Yeah. And there, was, and there was no Tony Schiavone. Hmm. Um, um, being mentioned like him, like doing interviews or anything, or the other. There weren't many interviews except for Mark Henry, right? In the show, right? Um, I think I saw early on. I think I saw Jerry Lynn, like, working a little bit, because he is like he's one of the people that works for the company so i think i saw him um but there was one individual that i did see and i i'm going to save it for the end i want to save it for the end i i want to mm-hmm. build this up i want to make it like a surprise uh for our listeners right. um because it is AEW Dark, and normally I don't ever do this on the show, but today I'm going to make an exception. We're going to give the spoilers for AEW Dark. So, for any of you who watch Dark, which I'm I'm not trying to be funny here, but I don't know too many people that do watch it. If you do watch Dark, I'm going to suggest right now that you fast forward a little bit because we're going to talk about Rampage. Um, so skip a few minutes ahead and we'll join you for Rampage. Right. Okay, so those people have left. <laughs> uh, there were, I'm doing the math here, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven matches that were recorded for Dark this week. Um, and here are the results. The Bunny defeated Erica Lee. Erica Lee. Aaron Solo defeated Sonny Kiss, and I thought it was a good match. Yeah. That was a, that was a great match. I... I was really impressed. Oh yes, with Sunny Kiss, and they're the team he's on is called the Factory. I'm like, is it like Monster Factory? You're like, no, just right. the Factory. And I just start, mm-hmm. I just start, like doing the right. Okay. Yeah, that's very original, folks. <laughs> uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 defeated three enhancement talents. We never actually. I know who they are. Okay. Uh, Rayo, Pat Frank, and I think Keiko, Keikoa. Yeah. They're all from Maryland Championship Wrestling. I believe you're right. I do believe you're right on that one. On where they were. Um, let's see. Abaddon defeated Gia Scott. Also from empty Maryland Championship Wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. Lance Archer, who scares little kids apparently now. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I was a little girl on my phone. Good little girl. <laughs> she was a true sport, though. Uh, yeah. She defeated Joe, or she, the kid won the match. 
Uh, no, Lance Archer defeated Joe <laughs> Keys. <laughs> Another MCW. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I got. I have to say that. Give a shout out to them. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, we gotta we gotta give you know the plug for where they're from. So uh, they're no longer from Joppa, but that's a that's a whole different story. Yeah, it's not his podcast. Yeah. So just. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Lee Johnson. That was a good match. It oh, yeah. was. I, I I was really impressed with Hobbs. Um, Layla Hirsch defeated Janai Kai. I I hope I pronounced that right. That then, was like the quickest match I've ever seen. In my that was a quick match. Entire life. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. what, what, what happened? Then we had. Or, oh, go ahead. Sorry. May I just intercept. If to quote, uh, like the Muppets, "Hubba wah, hubba 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 wah, hubba wah." That that. Got out of my system. There were, there real quick. At one point, I don't know if Ed heard this person like screaming. She she was on the other oh end my of the building, and Brian and I were like, "Is that a Muppet?" Oh, you said a grandma. Bill. Right. Like, it's a grandma puppet. Muppet grandma. Oh, I don't know. I wonder who that was. Like, I think that happened during the ramp, ramp, rampage. Right. Yeah. Uh, Stadler, Stadler and Waldorf might know that one. Uh, but anyway, a fun eight-man tag. The Gun Club and the Acclaimed defeated the Dark Order of Ten, Alex Reynolds, Alan Angels, and Evil Uno. Oh my, yeah, that was a good, yeah. that was an interesting match. I like the part with, um, with Billy Gunn saying, we got two words for you. And everyone pulls up the microphone away from him. <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of waiting for his son's going like, you can't say that, dad. We don't own the rights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a six man tag, Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel defeating private party and the butcher. Worth a lot of the lead I, I didn't recognize uh, Matt Seidel I, at all. I well, he's getting a little bit older, you know. Right. I'm. I mean, last time I saw him was when he appeared on Impact. Yeah, that's that was a little while ago. I don't remember when that was, but last um, year. This next match was my personal favorite match of the night. And I'm going to recommend everyone to go out of their way to see this match. Penta L0M defeating Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, that was a great match. Yeah, that was that was like the day. Yeah, I agree. That was the highlight. Um, what I, There were like some mixed reactions to the crowd. Um, there was some heat with um, there's some Sixers sucks chants. Because mm-hmm, Chuck Taylor was towards, wearing a Sixers jersey. Yeah. And the main event for this episode of Dark, Jungle Boy defeated Nick Camarado. Of the factory. Of the factory, yes. <laughs> and the like the manager, I don't know his name, guts out and he's he just like an ang- like the angry guy the angry guy that's stands in the corner and shouts at everybody. Mm-hmm. That's not a rapid Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. Um Mean or interrupt, I love the the the, uh, the whole Tarzan uh, Tarzan oh, boy. It's so stuck great. In my head. Oh, 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 
That was one of the things I was I was like so pumped up for when I knew we were going. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do the Tarzan yell. <laughs> yeah. What I didn't notice about that song is it featured in the Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three movie. Oh, okay. So um, I was watching that scene and I was like, oh my goodness, I know they played that song. Yeah. Oh, um. Also during the event. Uh, Paul Turner lost his rock, paper, scissors championship to a fan in the Forgot front row Chris? named Christopher. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that that's was totally. That, that was kind of a that was a kind of like a funny like in between. It won't be on the show, kind of stuff. Those um, are like the best intermissions. Usually, um, I remember in intermissions in wrestling events I've been to, there's like a t-shirt guy shooting shirts out mm-hmm. of the gun. But they're yeah, doing some, like, referees interacting with the fans. That's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of cheers for Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fan lost the Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship to referee uh, Rick Knox later in the night. Wow. But... Uh, I, I, I hope that Christopher is a first ballot Hall of Famer for the Rock, Paper, Scissors Hall of Fame. Uh, if he is not, I will cry conspiracy on that. We riot. <laughs> yeah, we probably will. <laughs> yeah. Um, Now to Rampage. John Moxley came out first, got a, a huge reaction. Mm-hmm. He did. Yep. Yeah. First he did. wild thing, You make my heart sing. <laughs> do, 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 do. You make everything groovy. <laughs> uh he he beat Ethan Page in a pretty good match. This was a good match. Moxley, I thought, looked good for the first time in a few months. Yeah. And we'll talk about... He was in good shape. He was in good shape he in that was. match. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll talk about uh, John Moxley's exper- like last 72-plus hours. Because it's been kind of newsworthy. Uh, then after the match, uh, hit the paradigm shift on the page. And then as he was going to the back, Brian Danielson was standing there. And I saw him, and I'm like, it's Brian Danielson! And then our whole row stood right up as soon as I said that. <laughs> so that was a really cool thing there. Uh, then we were originally going to get a tag match of Rapongi Vice and the Young Bucks, but Rocky Romero tested positive for COVID. So it ended up being Trent Beretta against Nick Jackson in another good match. That was a great match. I love that. I like that match. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, that really was. And uh, Trent getting the win. Nice little surprise there. He deserves it. Just a heads up, guys. We have another guest. Oh, is it Maisie? Uh, May, I'm up. Actually, I moved upstairs uh, for a t- for a bit. I have Eloise, like our the youngest uh, animal over in our. Bush. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Eloise the cat. <laughs> <laughs> on that for those that 
don't know, Ed uh, will bark at cats and will meow at dogs. <laughs> he is he is um, animal sound confused. <laughs> exactly. He I he will never be on a on a wanted sign from PETA. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got Hook. Hook, long hook, hook. Give us a hook. Long live the hook. He, that was yeah. He is over. I could not believe so how over he than, is. More over than over easy eggs. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you heard people. I said it. He, like, this was my first time seeing him, like, wrestle. And because I haven't had a chance to see it. This kid is going to be something. They have, they've got something with Hook. Yeah. He's going to get, I have a feeling, he will be like uh, a future champion one, one of these uh, days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as the match is concerned, I said win by submission in a silly string match. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he Pentacle did face... of Chaos, um, Chaos Project shot out all the silly string, and then he tacks and... Yeah, Serpentico. <laughs> I call it and the silly the string fact, match. After the match, the factory... That's the owner manager of the factory tag team comes out and is going... I'm talking to you! And, and he's like... What have I said all night tonight? <laughs> so I don't know mm-hmm. if people. And then Hook basically clocks him out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they should get a, st- get a stretcher for that guy, then toss a stretcher with him out, of, like into a into a ditch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it would something. Be funny. I'm gonna say something here. It, yeah. it might be controversial what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna defend the the thing I'm about to say. Okay. Hook could be their Brock Lesnar. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that is he can be a special attraction feature for them. He does not have he does not have to wrestle all the time. He can come, he can wrestle, he can do his moves and then just go to the back. That's all he has to do. He could end up being their Brock Lesnar in a good way. Yeah, I can see that. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, then the main event of Dynamite, or Dynamite, of Rampage, Jay Cargill, first defense of the TBS championship against Anna Jay. Another good match. Yeah, yeah probably a good one Crowd was all over Jade. Mm-hmm. They were huge for Jade. I was surprised. Do you think she'll turn face in the uh, soon? Not soon. Like, because I could see a face turn. I don't know if it might be too early for a face turn, but she may be a the she may turn she may be the face she may be a good face one of these days. Hmm. I don't know. I think that heel persona fits her perfectly. We'll we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> Things change on a dime in the world of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
And notes, J- note, folks, I, I don't call it sports entertainment because that name sucks. No, it's, I call it professional wrestling. It's kind of forbidden here on this <laughs> show. Anyone who speaks that word will be banished into um, a bird bag and then beaten with a reed. <laughs> the uh, the opinions of Brian are not necessarily those of that wrestling show. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, but Jade got the win. Um, and then after the cameras were done, uh, Tony Khan came out, CM Punk came out, talked for a little bit. And that was basically the show. Mm-hmm. Now, to my story that... I saved up for the end of our kind of review of the night. I, I told Ed and Brian this while we were there. So, uh, we get there when the doors open. We find our seats. Um, we were not on camera, but we were, like Ed and Tony both said, we were right by where the commentators were. So, we had pretty good view. Uh, actually, also our friend Mike and his son... Uh, Alex came in. It was Alex's first show, too. And I think he had a real good time. So, I go up to get something to eat. Uh, for those that are curious, I got chicken tenders and fries and a bottle of water. Been here. <laughs> so, I just got a hot dog and a soda. Yeah, that was and good. And later, the pretzels. Oh my, I, that was a waste. I, I should have gotten those. There were... You know, like wrapping the plastic bag, and when you eat it, it doesn't taste like a pretzel. I saw that. I was like, "Oh, I wonder how that's gonna go." <laughs> it is like the worst pretzel I ever had. Wow. So I walk by the condiment area, and I'm putting ketchup on, and I'm getting my napkins. And who should walk by me on the concourse? but CM Punk. Now, like, like, in the moment, I'm like, okay, I gotta get, you know, I gotta get this done, gotta get back to my seat. In my head, like, the inner bill is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You know, it's it's Punk. So, and, and he took some pictures with the fans. And I see Ed... And I was going to say to you, Ed, you know, look, you know, turn around, but you were so busy getting, you know, like you were dead set on getting your food that I, you know, decided not to tell you. And mm-hmm. just as I was about to go ask him, that's when Punk left. So, oh, man. I, I was so close to getting a picture with Punk. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah. But not the end of the world, you know. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see, see you in the. In the future, punk. Yep. So, that was our experience at AEW Rampage. Uh, pretty positive overall. Um, I, I'm sure it's safe to say that the three of us, at some point, will attend another AEW show in our lifetime. Exactly. Definitely. Can't wait for another one, whenever that is. Yeah, when and where, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, um, so one final thing to talk about, and then we're going to wrap up the show and do our plugs, is the week that John Moxley had. And 
this was a pretty big week for John. Um, because this was the first time since rehab that we were going to see him on television. And he comes out on Dynamite, looks fantastic. He's getting cheered. And then, just as he's about to speak, some D-bag in the stands yells out, Get this piece of trash out of the ring! And Moxley turns around, and this is live television, and he tells the fan to go F himself, which got a pretty big cheer. And then Moxley cuts this from the heart. I'm not even going to say promo. I'm going to say it's a speech. Because there's a for me, there's a difference between a promo and a speech. This, I felt, was a speech. And, you know, it it didn't have to be... Um, you know, it didn't have to be emotional or anything, but I know for some people it was emotional because of what John has gone through, uh, you know, with alcohol issues. Uh, I can tell you guys uh, that I've learned over the last several years that my family, until like the previous generation had a history of alcohol issues. So I, you know, I, I think we all were, you know, behind Moxley a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked absolutely great. And then oh, he certainly did. He really did. Yeah. And then we all saw Moxley last night on rampage. His first match back looked good in the ring and he's going to be on the GCW show tomorrow night, defending their world title against Homicide, which should be a good match. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So, you know, Moxley, this is like the first big week he's had. So then, a day or two later, someone who is never afraid to speak his mind, is Bully Ray. So, Bully Ray, uh, being Bully Ray, made a comment on the Busted Open Radio show. And I have the quote in front of me. And I'm going to want to hear your opinion on this quote in a minute. So, Bully Ray said about the promo speech, pardon me, it was a speech, quote, we have our demons. These demons got the best of John for a time period where he had to step away from AEW. I would have liked to have heard him say a bit of an apology to the AEW fans, arguing that Moxley didn't necessarily owe the fans an apology he simply would have liked Moxley to acknowledge that his taking a leave might have affected fans who had purchased tickets to watch the performer or for fans who tuned in to see Moxley on television and couldn't because he was gone. 
Uh, your thoughts? Hmm. Fans are going to go see the show whether Mockbear or not. Yeah, that's what I, I, I'm with Brian on that. I'm I'm going to say this. John Moxley does not owe anybody an apology. Not one bit. He had a life issue that it takes a lot of guts to admit to Mm -hmm. saying I got a drinking problem. Not many people are ever going to say that, you know, to, to other people. John Moxley had the guts and the balls to do that when he didn't have to do that. And what, you know, the plans might've been, who knows? That's the least of our concern. The number one concern for the fans' perspective was the same as the other wrestlers, Tony Khan, and even to a point, WWE, because WWE helped pay for his uh, rehab. And that is John Moxley's health and well-being. And pro wrestling, just like any other sport, can be hard on people mentally and physically. We see it physically, but we don't see it mentally. And sometimes people use, or not use, but people will drink alcohol as a way to help, you know, with the physical problem. And what John did took a lot of guts, took a lot of balls, mm-hmm. and I admire the hell out of that. And he doesn't owe a damn thing to anybody. You know, he does not owe us an apology. He does not owe us an explanation. We just know he had an issue. He needed to get better. He needed to step away. He's got a kid now. You know, and it's like, how could you not support him? And it's a good thing that he did because he looks fantastic. So, uh, John Moxley's wife, Renee Young or Renee Paquette, took to Twitter and just said, really bad take at Bully Ray 5150 and then a thumbs down. And then Paige, who has had a documented history of alcohol issues and mental issues, um, took to Twitter and she wrote, there's a reason everyone prefers Devon. What an awful, awful thing to say. And then she later said, hey guys, FYI, if you have to take time off to better yourself for very important health reasons. Please make sure you apologize to Bubba for the time off. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh wow. Digging a shot right at Bully Ray. I, I mean, um, look, Bubba Ray said his piece, said his opinion. 
We've all said our piece. We've all said our opinion. Obviously, what Bully said upset people, you know, some people more than others. I just think we need to move on from this. I don't think we need to, you know, make this as big of an issue or an even bigger issue than it needs to be. What happened has happened. What is said was said. And I think whatever is done is done. That's mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. So. And on that note, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of that wrestling show. But before we go, if you guys have any questions or comments, send an email wrestlingman at that wrestling show.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at wrestling show 11. Follow us on Instagram. It is that wrestling show. Pretty easy to type there. And you could join the Facebook group, that wrestling show fan mm-hmm. group where we have over 500 members in our group. And, you know, we talk about different stuff. We, you know, we mm-hmm. plug events happening. Uh, I know a topic that got put up today, which, you know, had good conversation was about the WWE 2K22 video game coming out pretty mm-hmm. soon. Mart, yeah, like around, like around Mar- next, next, like March 8th. Oh, a couple of days after my parents' anniversary. Ooh. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll get them that for their wedding anniversary. <laughs> <this year. laughs> Cat's gonna like look at you, and then he's like, "Don't like, come here." Then he hits you in the head with the game. Like, <laughs> my my dad, my, folks, my dad would take the game and say, "Brian, come here," and then hit me in the head with the head. My 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 dad would kick my butt with a lot of other things. <laughs> uh so. Guys, what would you like to plug before I go into the weekly plugs? Uh, I all right. Um, I run a fantasy wrestling league called Hybrid Championship Wrestling (HCW). We are on Facebook. Uh, we have sixty-two members so far, and well, I'm, we also have a YouTube channel under Video Max. And the upcoming show in next month is Red Hot Massacre. And it looks like so far the I do different videos of the wrestlers. We have original wrestlers. We have legends of wrestling. We've got the independent wrestling people. No WWE guys. Sorry, that's my that's my limit. And we do. I have videos. We have video shows. Uh, of, Star, the shows are called Star Power, Friday Fights, and Wild Side. So check check us out, HCW, on Facebook and YouTube. All right, very good. And how about yourself, Ed? Um, not much going on. I've been. I also have a group on Facebook, group, uh, Facebook called Retro Anime and Toon Fan. So if you are a fan of like the old '80s or '90s animes or or uh, all the retro all these like old cartoons I remember growing up. So check out the group. It's on Facebook. It's uh, Retro Anime and Toon Retro Anime and Toon Fans Unite. And, and it's, it's, I just we discuss like so I have people posting like anime old classic anime pictures and and I post like intros from certain cartoons growing up. Like late recently I posted the show Wildcats. 
which is a uh, just uh, based on the comic book, which I recommend checking it out. Very yeah, and and for a while, because Ed and I we talked about this the other day. Um, on the weekends, they used to post. Uh, live streams of the old oh, cartoons, yeah. and it was so fun because like, yeah. I'd, I'd watch like a few minutes of it every mm-hmm. Saturday. It was the best. We actually thing. did watch some at um, at, the, at my dad's, my parents' beach house for our guys. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Sadly, that page is down, and we and do the Facebook uh, policy, so which sucks. Mm. And I wish, I yes. wish there was a, I, I wish they have um. A way, if I could find like a way to stream like Saturday morning cartoons, that would be awesome. Also, in addition to my retro anime and toon fans uh, unite Facebook group, I also uh, you can also uh, play with me on Play uh, PlayStation Network. Uh, it's Night Dash Hunter zero five, and that's my PlayStation Network ID. All right, there you go. Not to plug other friends and podcasts, you guys should check out starting with our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast with john marotta and michael quinn this week in the jump segment sean waltman from wcw to the wwf plus week three of the royal rankings of the best royal rumbles ever and they review an episode of wwf cavalcade if you've never heard of it, you'll have to tune in to hear Cavalcade. Oh, Caval, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to tune in to find out what that is this week on our Vantage Point. Also, check out Greetings from Allentown with Peter Winston. He and Keithy Langston, another GFA Live, as this week it is the 1992 Royal Rumble match, and this week happens to be the 30th anniversary, if you can believe it, of that legendary match. Wow. 30 years. That is insane. Wow. Uh, Check it out anyway on Greetings from Allentown. And check out Luke Jennings and the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. It is the UK's only Memphis wrestling podcast where he watches one episode week by week of Memphis wrestling. So check it out. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. If you are looking for non-wrestling related podcasts, check out The Castle Vault, which is a deep dive into Disney+. Plus. This week, they discuss Avengers Endgame. Ooh, good movie. That's a great movie. On The Castle Vault. Also, check out Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, where it is part three of their interview with art director Doug Haverty, who is the art director at Scotty Bro Records, which is where a lot of Weird Al Yankovic's albums came from. Check that out. And also check out their brief discussion on the big news of the week, the biggest news of the week, Bigger than Joe Biden's press conference, <laughs> bigger than the passing of Meatloaf and Louis Anderson, the announcement of Weird, the, the Al Yankovic story, going to be a real motion picture. Wow. It's going to sweep the Academy Awards in 2023. I guarantee it. Check out, check that out on David Ethan's 
2000 inch weird out podcast um also check out and and i do forget at times to plug this because i got so much going on the dk and bill wrestling podcast where we discuss one wrestler an episode and most times we talk about uh, a certain year for a wrestling promotion this week we did two episodes we did one episode on Terry Funk and 1997 ECW pay-per-views and Kevin Nash and 1995 WWF pay-per-views and oh my god all I'm gonna say with the Kevin Nash one is if you like dark matches you're going to hear a lot about dark matches on pay-per-view in 1995. Oh, wow. <laughs> so check it out, the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast. Also check out Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Um, in about a month and a half, season three of that is going to begin with myself and Jim Boy Star. Um, but season one and season two are currently up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so check that out. And check out Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where I watch and review each and every South Park episode. This week, I review the season 14 episode, It's a Jersey Thing. That's this week on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Next week... It's a pretty big week because the road to WrestleMania officially begins next week with the Royal Rumble and we're going to be previewing the Royal Rumble event. I say we because I might have a guest with me to talk about the Royal Rumble. We're going to make our predictions for who's going to win. Um, and Brian, I think because of the participants and the amount of space, there may be a real possibility that the WrestleMania squirrel could finally be in it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn <laughs> time. Hey. He tried to, he tried to come down to WrestleMania one year riding a moose. Or the WrestleMania chicken. Oh my God, the WrestleMania chicken. <laughs> uh, chicken versus squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Welcome to Barnyard Mania. Oh, that is okay. Oh my God! <laughs> this is some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we'll talk about that and uh, other wrestling news leading up to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's anything else that could top that. Yeah. Uh, Ed, Brian, thank you guys, as always, for being on. And, uh, Not a problem. Next time always around. Always man. And, and who knows? Maybe the next time around, Ed might have a special guest with him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll have to, Stay we'll tuned. Have... Stay tuned. Yes. There could be an exclusive first-time interview on that. So, <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast, where 
all pro wrestling matters. And as always, wrestle on. Wrestle on. Wrestle on. Peace.